Talking Point on News Talk 106 to 108. Pavi is a world-renowned adventurer and team trainer. He was born in Gronabraher in Cork City, where he lived with his parents, team and Tim and Abina, and his five siblings. But it was his grandmother who was the biggest influence in his early life. He helped her run her business, selling second-hand clothes. It sparked his interest in business, and Pat employed 20 people by the age of 17, and he was a millionaire at 21. But unfortunately, the firm collapsed, and Pat struggled for several years afterwards. But he began hill walking, a hobby which turned into a passion. He's climbed Mount Everest twice and led expeditions to some of the most remote places on earth. Pat is now one of Ireland's leading motivational business speakers and storytellers, and he has two sons, Brian and Patrick. And these are Pat Falvey's Musical Heirlooms. Frankie and John, they were sweethearts. Oh, what a couple in love. Frankie was loyal to Johnny, just true as stars above. Well, I think the one I think most about my mum and dad is Frankie and Johnny, and they do this double act, you know, and it's absolutely amazing. And they kind of go into this whole scene where he and mum acts it out. You know, mum is there and she's uh, like, you know, with a gun and she's shooting him. And he and him, as if he's having an affair, acts all of this out. So that, that, that's the one, like, that I would think about, like, inheriting from my mum and dad. He was her man, but he was doing her wrong. Now Frankie's dad was a policeman. She stole his old 44 gun. Then back to the drugstore she beat it Just as fast as she could run After her man Who was doing her wrong Well, I was born in the north side of Cork City in a place called Granabraher and probably we were one private house among 5,000 council houses so we kind of stood out like a sore thumb. Uh, it was an amazing time to live in that place because we were just going through the Industrial Revolution. There was the Fords and Dunlops actually had arrived. My grandmother didn't live too far from us. Her husband left her during World War II and she ended up rearing six kids. And as the first grandchild, I was sent down to mind her at the age of five. She was a carter, which, you know, like the Moore Street ladies, you sell second-hand clothes and, um, you know, collect them from the poorer people on the north side of Cork City and then sell them to the poorer people that were in the country like McCroom and Mitchestown like at the Marts. She in turn instilled into me right okay a very hard ethic of work and she bought me a pram and she told me that it was my first business and my business was to help her collect second-hand clothes and I did and she used to give me three puns on each occasion. And in the same 5,000 houses, there was a need for the old people and they had to collect turf. And this is where the government were giving out free turf dockets. And in turn, I got the turf dockets and I used to collect them from Pope's sheds high on Gronabraher, which meant I wheeled my self-same uh, pram up the hill, uh, collect turf and bring them and deliver them to the old people. And every so often, we'd fill the piggy banks and we'd bring them down to the, the, the bank. They'd open them, put them in a bank account, 
And by the time I was uh, 10, I had £1,000, which was a lot of money at the time, in the bank. Uh, being a bit mad at my dad uh, and being hungry for success, I left school swearing I'd become a millionaire and uh, not realising the pain and my, the anguish that my father was going through. Uh, I suppose it all started with my father going broke and um, he was a developer and it's much like now. Uh, some developers caught him for what was a lot of money. You know, he felt very proud and uh, when he couldn't get out of it, he turned to drink. And this is when I was 14. And of course, I got very mad uh, because now we were poor and I had probably more money in the bank than he had at this stage. And uh, of course, I thought I had the Midas touch, you know, a snotty nosed young fella, right? Okay, that was reasonably doing well. Bad at school, though. You know, I hadn't a great, uh, you know, I was fairly rough at school. Like, you know, the teachers would have said, like, you know, that, you know, I was in big trouble. Um, you know, I met my wife who loved me very much. I had two children, which I love very much as well. And then what happened was I overextended. I was so ambitious that I was involved in everything. I, like, you know, I had shares in pirate radio stations. I had printing company shares. Like, you know what I mean? I had invested in, and I was dabbling into everything. I then overtraded. But at the same time, I was making money. And then, believe it or not, I sat back and relaxed. And of course, my uh, company fell apart. I had about 7 million borrowed at the time and the interest rate went up to 42%. And then in turn, I lost everything. Um, in turn, I started blaming everybody, my wife, you know, the banks, only to find out then that what happened is I went into depression. Uh, the blackest moments of my life when I uh, tried to take my own life. And in regard to that, I now look back at it and wouldn't have had the life I now have if I had done that and tried to explain to people like, you know, that nothing is ever as black as you see it even in your deepest moments. So, you know, and through family and friends, I worked back from that point, you know, to who I am today. And that is a very happy, gregarious, gallerous, outgoing guy that actually sees life as fantastic. Getting older is brilliant. You know, the maturity that I have now, like, is way better than uh, I had back in my 20s. Uh, I can't wait till I'm, till, I'm, till I'm in my 80s. And uh, I look forward to lots of things I can do, provided, of course, which is the most important thing, that I hold my health. As I leave behind lady, it's like purple splashed on my soul is strangely fed through the winding hills ahead. The amazing thing about being of this age is the fact that you can do what the bloody hell you like. You know, the world is an amazing place. Lots of things are happening. And if I was back in Shackleton's time, I could only do one or two expeditions. But because I'm born now in, in this era, I've lived with over 32 tribes of people. I'm between the Maasai, the Chagas, the Bantu, the Stone Age tribes down in West Papua New Guinea. I have invested the destruction of ethnic cultures by colonizing forces. And when I think back at it, I thought, my, I, thought I was in a film and I was a film star. But in actual fact, it's not. It's reality when I look at my pictures and actually read my books. 
And all it is is an ordinary guy from the north side of Cork City that was a bricklayer that had a dream to become a millionaire that went broke, tried to commit suicide and had a dream to climb Everest and became an adventurer and an explorer. As I leave behind Nadine In the hall where we had been Rhododendrons in her hair In the mountains and to Pat Falvey for sharing his musical heirlooms. Mick has texted in Pat Falvey's an absolute inspiration, such a motivational guy and he's always good with his time. He's a treasure. He certainly is. That's it for today. Many thanks to my guest to producer Aoife Breen, Alan Regan researched and Shane Dempsey was on sound and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to this Newstalk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.